0: Good afternoon. Good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a Pen and a Napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to the end. The end of the trilogy. Act three. Whatever you would like to say. Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Return of the Jedi. God, well, Godfather Part Three. Not so much. Anyway, uh, the trilogy here with Casey Hall. Casey, how's the voice doing?
1: It's still working.
0: We're, we're still rolling. So. It's still- All right. Well, Casey Hall and I are going to give our predictions here. Uh, We're going to start out with our awards winners. And we've got three major awards that we wanted to go over. And uh, we're going to go through Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Most Valuable Players. So let's start with what's near and dear to you and I, Casey. Coach of the Year. Let's lead off with that. Who was your pick to be the NBA's coach of the year this year?
1: My coach of the year is Steve Nash.
0: Okay. And what is the reasoning?
1: Well, we'll probably find out later on, but I just think I think the the Nets are the most dominant team right now. I mean, I know I said in our podcast with the Eastern Conference it all comes down to Kyrie I mean, I think sooner or later he plays, and I think he just makes a difference for them. Um, and I think Steve Nash just—he's uh, got—he's got all the parts. Yep. Uh, uh, Team wise, um, with Durant, Harden. Uh, I mean, if Blake Griffin can play well, if Marcus Aldridge could play well, mm-hmm. uh, and then if, if Irving comes back, I mean, that's those are some dudes right there. Yep. So I just think, I think they're gonna, I mean, I think, I don't think they win over 65 games, but I think they have the best record in the league, um, Eastern and Western conference.
0: I had Quinn Snyder. Right. I, I think, uh, I think Utah actually has a chance to have the best record. I, 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 you know, we both predicted them to win the West in the regular season, um, I, I just I think he is really well respected I think his teams play the right way I think that uh, we're just gonna see them um, I think we're just gonna see them be really really good this year especially if they can stay healthy and have the the couple of new pieces that we talked about in the previous pod come together I think they got a chance to be a 60 win team. Which is really hard to do in either conference, let alone the Western Conference, and I think he's just going to get those kudos for all that he's done. Yeah. So, but I, you know, Nash was high up on my list. I think that if, uh, I think there's something to be said for doing less and not more, and I think Nash will get credit for just balancing all the various egos that he will have to balance as he as he works his way through this. So I like your Nash pick as well. Yeah. So, uh Rookie of the Year. I'll go first on this one. And I kinda gave a little preview on this. I think it's going to come down to two guys. I think it's going to come down to Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs. Two Jalen's. Yeah. Um I my personal prediction is going to be Jalen Suggs. I just think I just love the way he plays. I love his grit. I love his toughness. I I think he's going to teach some of these young guys as a rookie coming in to Orlando, and even as a rookie, I think he's just got that it factor. I think he's got that. You know, he was a stud quarterback in high school. He knows how to run a huddle. He knows how to command people's attention. And I just think that he. I think he's going to be not only a very good player, but I think he's gonna be one of those leaders in the NBA. And I think he's gonna take a really bad Orlando team and make them look not as bad as bad as they could be, if that makes sense. Like I think they got I think and I and I know that Nick Nurse, former Carol Kemper. Graduate Iowa guy, yep. Nick Nurse knows what yep. he's doing. When they drafted Scotty Barnes, I'm sure they have a purpose for it. Uh, but I, I just really like that look. I don't think I think Evan Mobley is going to get a good look at Cleveland. Um, I, I think Cade Cunningham is going to do some good things in Detroit. But I just, I just really like the fit with Jalen Suggs down there, and I think he's just going to get the opportunity. And I think he's, I think he's just got this, this, this feel about him, this maturity about him that he is gonna come in and be kinda just that leader of the team from day one and and that's where my vote lands.
1: Okay, so I went outside the box a little bit. Okay. Didn't go with Cade Cunningham, didn't go with Mobley, didn't go with the Jalen's. I went with Scotty Barnes.
0: Okay. Okay. Toronto. Um
1: I think he's kinda gonna be there sixth man, he may start but I could see him coming on strong. Um, he's had a great preseason, I think, uh, from what I've watched. Um, averaging, some points here and there. I just think his athleticism. Uh, he's a great defensive player as well. Mm-hmm. Where he's going to put that out there? But I, 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 I know it's kind of off the wall a little bit. But I always feel like rookie of the year. You always. There's always someone that just kind of jumps out randomly.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, besides the whenever you have Zion, oh, he's going to get it or something like that. But I just think Scott Barnes has a chance to be, turn into be that dude that the Raptors need.
0: And he has the advantage of having Nick Nurse as his coach. And being around guys like Fred VanVleet and uh, Pascal Siakam. And I think they're going to be better this year than they have been the last couple of years. And let's say they sneak in and they find a way to get a seven, eight, nine seed. And he plays a part in that, you know, winning can trump statistics sometimes when it comes to that, to that uh, rookie of the year voting. And none of these other players are going to be on good teams. I mean, let's be honest, you know uh, Detroit, obviously our own predictions have not been good prognostications for any of these teams. So, I I, I kind of like that, Casey. I kind of well, like that.
1: Kind of off the wall a little bit, but watched him play a couple of preseason games. I was kind of, I was pretty impressed, and he does come a. I mean, coming from Florida State with Leonard Hamilton, who always seems to find a put guy. He puts dudes in the NBA.
0: Yes, yes. That's that is a great point. Is he and his guys do well? Yes. That's a that's a great point, Casey. So um all right let's go MVP uh it's your turn to go first so who's your MVP pick
1: I went Kevin Durant
0: okay we are in lockstep
1: uh, he's just I mean love LeBron but it's it's Katie's league now yep um he he pretty much what he did in the Olympics to carry the U.S to the championship or to win the gold medal He's going to do the same thing for the Nets.
0: Yep. I I would agree.
1: He's just, he does it all. He's so smooth. It doesn't look like he's playing hard half the time.
0: (laughs) And that's a compliment.
1: Yes, yeah. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's like unreal. Like, it's just so smooth. And he takes, I mean, everything he does is just so easy.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of set up for him to win it. I think he's going to be fully back from the Achilles. Uh, I think him and Harden are going to kind of take this thing off a little bit, um, and and I think that they're going to. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's I think he's, I think Giannis is I think they've kind of done the Giannis thing. I think Luca is just another year away from being an MVP. It just kind of feels like the narrative is set up for Durant. I just I just feel like that that's what it's set up for. So um okay, are we ready to are we ready to jump in on the on the round by round predictions here? I think I'm ready to roll. Okay, so I did some math. Here's what I came out with. And what I did is when we uh you know, some of our predictions were the same Some of them were different. I basically took your number and my number and averaged it out and and seeded it like that. So so in the East, here is the bracket that I have here. I have Brooklyn as number one, playing Charlotte, number eight. I've got uh, Philadelphia as the five, playing Miami, the four. I've got Atlanta as the three, playing Boston as the six, and then we've got the Knicks at the 7 spot playing Milwaukee at the 2 spot. That's the Eastern Conference bracket there. All right. So in the West, uh, Utah at the 1 against Portland at the 8. Um, Dallas is the 4 with Golden State at the 5. Um, L.A. and Denver tied or uh, uh, LA Clippers and Denver tied their math, uh, tied up. So I just right. flipped a coin there. Uh, and, and the Clippers won the coin toss. So it's, it's uh, Phoenix and the Clippers at the three six and then it's the Lakers and Denver at the two seven in the West. All right. so. so where you want to go East or West first?
1: Let's go ahead and go to the East first.
0: Okay. Uh, I have, I'll just go down the line here. Uh, I tell you what, let's go, let's go with the, with the first round. Let's just kind of make our, kind of like what we did with the tournament where we kind of picked our sweet 16 and and we didn't get into a bunch of detail there. And then we'll kind of go round by round after that. So, uh, I've got Brooklyn, I've got Miami, I've got Atlanta and I've got Milwaukee. I'm going to go pretty chalkish in the East there. I will, I, will, I will go
1: Chalk as well. I just think those are the four best teams um, on the Eastern Conference for sure. I mean, the 76ers could be a dark horse. Um, but otherwise, I think it's pretty one, two, three, four there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the caveat, of course, is what's going to happen with Ben Simmons and, yep. and what kind of deal, how Philadelphia – reshapes that roster and uh, what just, just what that deal is going to look like to their roster in the piece or two that they add for Ben Simmons. That's that's what we're looking at there. So, yep. All right. Um, do you want to go first here in the West then? I went first in the sure. East. You can go first in the West.
1: So I will go Jazz over Portland, Mavericks over Golden State, Suns over Clippers and Lakers over Nuggets. So pretty chalk.
0: I'm not going to go quite as chalky. I don't don't have that chalk taste in my mouth here. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you on three of the four. I think Golden State is going to beat Dallas. Okay. I I think that they're just going to be more... uh, I think Clay is going to be kind of rounded out a little bit more. I think uh, the depth of Golden State, and, you know, let's say Steph, Steph and Luca cancel out their productivity, essentially. Right. Okay. Well, then you still got Clay and you still got Andrew Wiggins, dare I say. And. Yeah. They're they're going to be better than and and then you got Draymond who can kind of get after KP and he can card guard Porzingis wherever he goes and uh, I just think Golden State matches up with them in April now if you're playing this in January I probably take Dallas but by April I think Golden State will kind of be rounded into shape a little bit yeah. better and uh, I don't know I just in that particular matchup. I just think until Dallas finds a little bit more, and and I'm going to take Steve Kerr over Jason Kidd as well. I I think Steve Kerr will have his guys figured out a little bit more than... I could very well see a Jason Kidd, Luka Doncic, kind of headbutting type of a situation as well. Uh, Two guys that think that they're really right all the time. Um, I I think that's either going to... I think that's either going to really take off or that's really going to go down in flames. Um, I, I don't, I don't see any gray area in that relationship. I, I don't know. I just kind of like Golden State in that matchup.
1: Yeah, and I think, I think if Clay gets comes back and is healthy, um, I think that does give him a little bit of edge. I just like, I just like Luca's finding a way to win. Sure, sure. And I'm going the game. Uh, I know there's a lot of questions with everything around me, but I just. I just think he finds a way.
0: Yeah, and that's why they, and that's why it's a four or five matchup because you don't yeah, know who's exactly. going to win it. At least, so, okay, so let's get down to the nitty gritty details here. I got to dig some sheets back out now too. So, uh, we've got. Uh, should we stay with the East first, then, Casey? Yeah, let's go ahead and go there. Okay, so Brooklyn and Miami. What do you got? What do you got going on? Who do you like? Why do you like what you got here?
1: I think, I mean, I think this could really be the Eastern Conference Finals matchup. I think they both have a lot of stars on their rosters. Um, both of them are have good coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, that, in Spolstra, he's been there, yep. as a coach many times, and as Nash, he's... I mean, he's hasn't been there as a coach yet, but he's been in that situation as a player before. Um, they both have the stars that make a difference um, on how that's going to go. I see the Nets winning that. Um, I could see it going seven,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but I just think I think the KD factor takes over um, in the end. He's just like like why I picked him as the MVP. He's just the best player in the world right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, now Miami does have the KD stopper in PJ Tucker, and he held him to like you know thirty-seven points a game. Yeah, <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah. I'll, uh,
1: go ahead. I'll go ahead and uh, let PJ go ahead and uh, sit on the bench on that
0: one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I agree with I, I agree with everything that you said. Um, I would think at that point, and again, kind of the whole Kyrie thing. Uh, keeps swirling around with all of this, uh, he could really make this into an unbelievable team, or he could, let's say he comes back and he does Kyrie things in a negative way, uh, or not as positive way. Um, what happens if things are humming along? Let's say the Nets get off to like a, and let's say Kyrie drags this thing out. And let's say the Nets get off to a, a 25 and 5 start, and then Kyrie's like, okay, I just, you know, I decided to make some personal decisions in my life and decide to come back. Is that do you mess with that core and and stuff that's going on, even though he's extremely uh challenge, or extremely talented, you know, that type of a thing. You know, that that's just such an X factor in all of that. So I, I think this is a great matchup. I love the toughness of Miami. I think they're a, a really, really good matchup for Brooklyn. But I agree with you. I think Kevin Durant is is just—he's just so doggone good, and he's just so difficult uh, to to guard. Um, and I think Harden is better than Lowry. Um, I, I think that that you know uh, Joe Harris is significantly better than PJ Tucker. Um, but I I think it would be a heck of a series. Uh, by and I could see. I I would say Brooklyn in six would be my prediction. So, um, but I think it's going to be a really good series if we get to that point. So, so then our other one here is Atlanta and Milwaukee. I am going to take Milwaukee, and I will take it in six as well. There, uh, I. I just they couldn't stop Giannis last year and I know they ended up winning the series after Giannis got hurt. I just think Milwaukee is is just going to kind of really come together at that point. I think they're going to pick up somebody along the way. I don't know who that somebody is. I think I think things will run smoother this year. I think Holiday at that point, will be fully integrated into the office. Again, I like the acquisition of Grace and Allen. Um, I, I think Atlanta has some things to throw at uh, Milwaukee that would give them trouble. I, I, you know, they've got the shooters with Trey and Bogdanovich and Herder and Gallinari. Uh, but I just think Giannis is just the immovable force that they that. There, you know, at that point, I, you know, in theory, he would be back to being fully healthy and ready to go. I think they're going to pace Giannis throughout the season, even though he's not going to like it. Uh, that's why I picked Atlanta second and Milwaukee first, or I'm sorry, Milwaukee third and Atlanta second, just because I think they're going to pace Giannis a little bit more early on in the season. I think they're going to pace Middleton a little bit. I think they're going to pace Drew a little bit. Uh, but I think when it gets down to brass tacks, I think Milwaukee. Atlanta's a year or two away uh, from being where Milwaukee is right now. Now, I think if you played this two years from now, two or three years from now, I could see this flipping a little bit, and Atlanta kind of taking the torch from Milwaukee in that regard uh, if they keep this core together and it continues to develop. I just don't think they're quite ready yet. So
1: I'm going with Atlanta. I'm going with the upset. Okay. I mean it's not really an upset it's a three two yep. uh, but um, I just think the young guns are gonna pull it out um, I think they have a I think they'll end up with a little bad taste in their mouth after what happened last year um, I don't I don't see the bucks having anybody that can stop Trey young consistently. Yeah. I don't think holiday can um, I think Trey is going to light him up and i think they find a way to force Giannis to shoot jump shots okay um i like the depth i like um i think collins is going to be the key for inside um and i think he can find a way to dominate um dominate inside with with his with his ability to stretch the floor a little bit, a mm-hmm. um, little bit more than Giannis, and I think Capella can guard the hoop if he's getting down lane. Uh, right. And I and like you said, the shooting wise, I think that shooting shooting for Atlanta is going to be huge, and Lou Williams is going to be that guy <laughs> that that sixth man that just finds a way every time.
0: The old man that lives down the road. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Uh,
1: just, I, I just I just I just kind of feeling that I don't know if the bucks, like we said earlier in other podcasts is making the run in the bubble, and then last year having a long season and coming back from that with everything. I just don't know if they can make that continued step to continue to follow that through
0: and play at I, that intensity level,
1: yes, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, there's only so much that you can give. You know, uh, the mind and the body can only give so much, and and how they play the regular season will play a lot into that. I agree with you there, and 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 so, uh, and and who knows? Maybe Atlanta rides the momentum from the year before, and 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 they 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 do keep it going. So um, that would be an interesting pick. Okay, um, so let's go out west. You have Utah and Dallas. I have Utah and Golden state oh boy that's tough um golly um i'm not sure who to pick (laughs) Uh,
1: i I think i'm gonna go i'm gonna go jazz okay um i think go go bear will be the difference um i don't think golden state has anybody that can match up with him um and i think he's a big enough shot changer and yeah. defensive upper inside, that'll be the difference. Um, I think, um, play if he comes back to at least be 80% of what he was and Steph will try to keep a minute, but I just don't know if they have enough help around them, um, mm-hmm. to do that because you got to think Mitchell will guard one of them. Um, and try to shut them down one way or the other. So you're putting, you're trying to say Andrew Wiggins is going to be your next leading scorer. Yeah. I, I I just don't, just don't see that. I think, I think jazz plays so well together and they have so many different ways they can score with different options. I think that gives them the upper hand.
0: Yeah. I think I'm going to go Utah as well. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, Connolly and Mitchell, um are are just so smart together uh they've got a little bit more depth than they've had in the past uh Clarkson coming off the bench uh gives them that uh, you know Clarkson and Ingles coming off the bench uh they've just got a really complete roster and I and I think that again and and that's the reason why we both picked them to be number one in the west and and they're going to have that home court advantage uh in Utah which is absolutely nuts and uh yeah, I think it's going to be a good series. Uh, I get that's another one that you could you know see going six or seven games, but I, I just like their con- I think Golden State is one more year away from really making that big push, and um, Golden State might have to make wait one more year to let Utah kind of age out, let the Lakers age out, let Phoenix age out with CP three. And they've got that one- or two-year window to make one more run there. They need to get Clay back to full strength and let Wiseman grow, let the two rookies grow a little bit more. And so I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with Utah, lock, stock, and barrel. I wrote it down, Utah, into the Western Conference Finals. So yep. you talk me into it, Casey. All right. Okay. Uh other Western Conference finals Phoenix and the Lakers rematch I think this all comes down to Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis is healthy, I think if Anthony Davis would have stayed healthy last year, quite honestly, I think the 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 Lakers probably would have won that first round series. But as we talked about earlier uh in 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 yesterday's pod, um you know, will the Lakers stay healthy? And They got a bunch of old, old dudes. And it's a long, long season. And LeBron and his age. And so that's what makes... But then you take a look at the Phoenix side of things. Their most important player is really old as well in NBA terms. So... And then you have the whole Westbrook thing and how that fits together. Um, I think... I think... I think I'm going to take begrudgingly, I would be rooting for Phoenix, but my basketball mind says the Lakers, just because of Anthony Davis, would probably win this series in five or six closely contested games. I don't think it would go seven. I I think if Davis is healthy, I just don't think uh, Phoenix, like most teams, they don't have an answer for Anthony Davis, but it all comes down to Anthony Davis's health. So I'm going to go Lakers.
1: I, I really like the Suns as a youth team, like, just where they, with Booker, and if they keep eating, I think they can make a long run for years. I just don't think they can do it this year. Um, as we talked about in the Western Conference podcast, depth on the inside is their issue. Uh-huh. Uh, who's going to guard LeBron? who's going to guard AD? Yep. You can't put 8 on both of them and he's prone to getting in foul trouble.
0: Yeah.
1: And they can stretch the floor with LeBron and AD. They can bring him out and then you can post somebody else up. I know posts don't happen. Post-ups don't happen as much in the NBA as they used to. But even LeBron getting downhill, who's going to be able to get in front of him and guard him? Crowder maybe, but I don't think so. I just think AD dominates. A.D. and LeBron just dominate the game completely. I just don't think the Suns have enough weapons to be able to slow, slow them down this year.
0: Yep. So we both agree it's Utah and the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Yep. And then we've got Brooklyn we both agree upon. And you have Atlanta and I have Milwaukee. Yes. Okay. Okay. So uh, since we're both in agreement in the West, let's stay in the West here. Right. I uh, what, what? What are you thinking? <laughs>
1: I'm I'm going. I'm going with the Jazz. Okay. Um, I think as we said. I mean, I just depending on. Here's the big thing. Depending on, I'm going with the Jazz. But the Lakers could do it depending on how many games they play before they get there like in the first round in the semis and to get to the finals are they gonna make them quick series or are they gonna be six or seven game series yeah. I think that's key for the Lakers just because as we said they're old
0: yeah
1: um but I just like I just like as we've continued to say about the Jazz is they've got so many different parts yep uh, And they got multiple guys that can fill different roles um it could be, Mitch. you know, Mitchell's going to score twenty, to 22 to 28 every night. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have somebody different scoring 20 points a night. Uh, and the Lakers, they're going to have to rely on their big three. Mm-hmm. Who else is going to step up for them to be able to help them out? You can't have LeBron, Russ, and AD score 100 out of their 120 points. You're not going to win.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I, I kind of like this as I kind of you know break down the matchups a little bit um, in my head. You know they they you know if, if Utah puts Royce O'Neill on LeBron and they just hope and pray, and maybe they put like a Bogdanovich or uh, on on uh, on AD and just you know and then just let Gobert kind of zone. I'd have Gobert guard Russell Westbrook, and just say go ahead and shoot. Mid-range jump shots all day long. I'm just gonna play the old Larry Bird zone from 1983, and I, yeah. I can help out if if AD or LeBron goes to the rim, I'm there in in help and and Connolly and Mitchell are better than are way better than any two guards that you have uh, on the other end of the floor, and we've just got better players coming off the bench in Clarkson, in Gay, and in in Joe Ingles. Um, I like. I like that matchup, and especially if Utah can have home court advantage. And you and I both remember how crazy those Utah crowds were in the late 90s uh, with Carl Malone and John Stockton. It's just kind of, and, and I guess I keep going back to this, they kind of have that Dallas Mavericky feel from the 2000s. And yeah. they're, they're, they just keep adding on the, and at some point it's going to come together. And I guess I think we're both in agreement that we just kind of feel like You know, things are due to fall into place. They've kind of caught some bad breaks the last couple of years. Some of it self-inflicted. I I think they continue to learn. I think sometimes we forget that Mitchell's only in his fourth or fifth year. Gobert is, I don't think he's hit 30 yet. Um, You know, Connolly is the only really, really old guy that they have. And so that continuity, I think, will continue to pay off for him. and And I just... I think this is where kind of the rubber hits the road with the Westbrook deal is, uh, you know, I, I just this this is the exact situation where his fit alongside of LeBron makes it a, a really difficult, and this is where you wish you had that buddy healed type of fit. And now, what do you do with Gobert? And now they're kind of the, – the the Jazz would be caught in that same trap that they were caught with with the Clippers last year where Gobert had nobody to guard and he's caught scrambling around. Um, so I like your pick, Casey. I think I'm going to go Utah as well. Yeah. I
1: just – I don't know. I just feel like it's – LeBron's getting, they're getting old and I don't know if he can do it anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said uh, – You know we're we're so fortunate to live in the time that we live in where we have, you know, two of the greatest of all time in Brady and LeBron. But at some point, Father Time is going to win, and um, but let's just keep enjoying it while we can. Uh, Exactly. But we can't put on our fan hat. We're not fans right now. We're prognosticators, Casey, and that's what we have to do. That's our job right now. So. All right. All right. So the Easter Conference Finals: Brooklyn against either Milwaukee or Atlanta. We both have Brooklyn. I have Milwaukee. You have Atlanta. I think that, all things considered, I think it's going to be a great series. Um, I just think Harden and Durant are going to be too much for either one of those teams to overcome. I And, and again... A lot of this depends on on the overall health. You know, the, the Nets and the Lakers are very similar. They've got a lot of depth, but it's old depth. And and how many pulled hamstrings and and bad backs and things like that? You know, will Marcus Aldridge be okay for the entire season with his heart condition? Um, I think Patty Mills could be a huge X factor in this situation for Brooklyn. He's been there. He's done that. He's won world championships. He's played in multiple Olympics. Um, and again, again, the, the biggest X factor of all is, is Kyrie and where he's at at this point. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen eight days from now, let alone eight months from now, uh, with, with anything. That's definitely something we've learned over the last 18 months is to not get out too far ahead. Uh, but I just think, I just think at the very least that tandem of Durant and Harden are just going to be too much to handle for either one of those teams. I just I, I think we're both kind of uh in agreement that it just feels like it's Kevin Durant's time to really cement himself as perhaps one of the ten greatest players of all time. Yeah, no, I have got the
1: Nets as well and I just it's it's the K D factor. hmm He just said he's gonna mark his name down as one of the best of all time. And I think I think he is. I mean I don't know I don't know. Nothing's holding him up. I mean, he, he won the title kind of as death's Batman to Robin. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: And now it's his turn to lead his team, which it it is his team to the, to the championship. Yeah. I, I think they just, they have more weapons. They have more, they have better depth. Um, and players that can go ahead, and that you can go ahead and say, "Yep, this person or Harden can go off for forty, and KD can still score twenty, and they're good to go."
0: Yeah, and I think Harden is ready to take a bit of a step back as well, and yep. and and I think he has finally realized that I'm not going to be really deemed as great as I am until I win a championship. And and so I've got to win a championship in order to really secure my place in the history of the game. And I think it just seems like to me, uh, from what I've heard on NBA podcasts and stuff like that in the reading I've done, it just seems like Harden it has taken that next step mentally uh, in his career where he understands that, in order for people to really look at me, uh, to to move myself into that you know pantheon of the top twenty five or thirty players of all time, I've got to win a championship in order to really cement that. And I think that's what he's looking to do as well.
1: Yeah, and I and I and I hope he has kind of realized that. Hey, I can't continue to be called just a great scorer. I got to find a way to get that label of I've won a national tire at NBA championship. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, he's kind of realized that a little bit.
0: Yeah. You know, and again, Milwaukee coming back, that short turnaround. I just wonder, uh, I wonder if Milwaukee will have, I think we're both in agreement that whoever comes out of that Milwaukee Atlanta series, uh, they're going to be pretty beat up and, and, I, I just think Atlanta I think Atlanta and and it is just a, a year or two away I, I think they've got to kind of play out the KD Harden era a little bit um, I think they're gonna be there uh, I think if we do this podcast two years from now I think maybe we give this a little bit different uh, look but they've got a great upside they've got a great future uh, they got a lot of things in place and I But I just don't know if they're really ready to. You got to get those playoff scars, and they just haven't quite accumulated enough of those playoff scars yet. And um, I I just wonder how much Milwaukee is going to have left at that point. Um, That's going to be the challenge for them. So um, I think we both, yeah, I think we're in agreement here, obviously. We both have Brooklyn. So we both have, when it comes down to it, a Brooklyn Utah final. So, Mister Hall, Mister Casey Hall, the 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 man, the myth, the legend. I'm gonna let you go first. Who is going to win the 2022 NBA championship?
1: I'm going the Nets. Yep. I just, I just, as we've said multiple times, it's KD's time. Yep. He's. I. I think Jazz make a good run at him, but I just think that. I think the KD factor just takes over. He is a Hall of Famer sometime, and the Jazz just aren't there yet. Um, I think they've got pieces to get there, but they just don't have enough to get over it. They don't have the big-time All-Star to put them over the top, um, to carry that win to a victory, and I think just that... Kyrie factor is always an issue, but I think having Harden there as well, um, between Harden and Durant, those two are just too dominant of scores to be able to um, to not not to not win.
0: Yep. I- no, I, it, this kind of has the feel. You remember a couple of years ago in the bubble where the Lakers and the Heat got to the finals, and it was it was four two, but it really wasn't that close. Yeah, uh, that's what this kind of feels like. Uh, th- this is, this would probably be like a four uh, one, maybe a four two final, but it won't ever really feel like anything's in doubt. I, I I wholeheartedly agree with you that it feels like this is this season just has that vibe that this is going to be Kevin Durant's kind of crowning uh, moment as an individual player. I think Harden, like I said, he you know just said a few minutes ago. I think he's ready to take a back seat a little bit and, and focus on uh, getting that ring. I think they have a bunch of veterans in the locker room uh, with Blake Griffin, Millsap, Eld, uh, Aldridge, Patty Mills. Uh, they're not they're they're past the point of caring about what they do individually, and so if they get a, a DNP coach's decision. Um, they're going to be okay with it for the most part. They're going to they're going to see the big picture. I think Nash has the temperament, uh, and 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 the respect of those players that he'll be able to kind of guide them through uh, this type of stuff. And and I just when it comes down to brass tacks, um, the the Nets just have more options than everybody else, and yep. and and they have uh, they have the thermonuclear option in Durant. Um, I think the Jazz are, are going to fight and scratch and claw uh, against them. But, you know, it just comes down to, like we've said a lot here over the series of these three podcasts, just, you know, who's got the horses. And and right now, just it seems like from top to bottom, uh, Brooklyn has more horses than everybody else. Um, like I said, could the Jazz make it a 4-2 series? I could see that happening. Um, but I, I just... I just don't see uh, the only way I could see that stretching out, Casey, is if the Jazz win, or if, if the Jazz get the best record in the league and they ride that crazy Utah crowd uh, to to win a couple of games, maybe pull you know uh, you know pull off something along the way. Uh, they win a game that they maybe shouldn't. And and maybe they stretch that out, but the only way they would have a chance is that type of scenario. That's what I see.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think they'll try to, I know it's tough in NBA, limit possessions for, for, the, for the Nets as much as possible and try to slow the game down, not get it up and down and not get it high scoring where you're seeing threes go up left and right by uh, the Nets. I yeah. can see that something they try to do as well
0: yep yep casey it has been awesome this morning we have we have done a lot today and it's not even yeah. noon
1: i might have to i might have to take a nap today
0: <laughs> well we we've been talking about this for a few weeks i'm glad we did it i i hope our listeners enjoyed it i hope you enjoyed putting this uh project together with me ma'am yeah it was a good time awesome awesome uh you know uh let us know what you think. Uh, again, we're just two amateurs out of Omaha, Nebraska, taking some information and putting some things together. We wanted to have some fun with this. We wanted to do something a little bit different, uh, step out of the coaching universe of the append and a Napkin uh, podcasting, uh, whatever you want to call it, system, universe, whatever the heck you want to call it. And we just wanted to have some fun with this. These These opinions are our opinions. They're educated, somewhat slightly educated opinions. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this was a lot of fun to do. I hope you had a good time case.
1: Yeah. Good time. Lots of fun.
0: Awesome. Uh, so for Casey hall, uh, the assistant girls basketball coach at Millard West high school. Uh, this is Marty plum from a pen and a napkin. And I hope you guys have enjoyed this three part series on our NBA preview. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, let's get the debate going on Twitter. Let's have some fun with this. This is all in good fun. Uh, you know, so so let's get it going here, and Casey, let's uh, uh, let's put a, a a slight wager at some point on some of these predictions here, and and we'll get it figured out. How's that sound?
1: We can do that.
0: Definitely. All right. For Casey Hall, my name is Marty Plum. Coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.